You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. We have to ask ourselves the question, how many people are living the life that they enjoy? Remember, in our words there's power. The declaration that you've just made is all scripture. I'm a son of God revealed. The Bible says all of creation is waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. They're waiting for you to be who you're supposed to be. But ask yourself, what have you been confessing over yourself? Turn to the person next to you and say, what have you been confessing over yourself? Family, there's power in your mouth. Turn to the person next to you and say, there's power in your mouth. Are you a Christian here today? If you're a Christian, you have to understand certain things, how the Word of God works. What you confess, what you say is very important. Remember, according to the Word of God, Ephesians 2 verse 8 teaches us that we are saved by grace through faith. You are saved by grace through faith. Where did you get that faith? Where did you get the faith to get saved? It was deposited by Jesus in your heart. That means faith is something that you have. Even if it's mustard seed faith, you have faith that can move mountains. So faith in our hearts releases what we believe when we confess it and we say it. The Bible teaches us when you confess with your mouth and you believe with your heart. With our mouths, confession is made unto salvation. But with your heart, you believe unto righteousness. Turn to the person next to you and say, there's power in your mouth. So faith releases the belief. Turn to the person next to you and say, the faith that you have releases the belief. Tell them again, say the faith that you have, even though it's as small as a mustard seed, it releases what you believe. It releases what you believe out of your heart with your mouth. So what you say with your mouth is very, very important. Are you living the life that you are confessing? What do I mean by that? If you are always saying nothing works out, my children are always naughty. If you are always confessing those things and you're living that life, why are you complaining? Because you know there's life and death, there's power in the words that you speak, that you declare. Abraham, who contrary to hope in hope, believed became the father of many nations, who did not look at his mortal body, didn't look at the situation or the circumstances, but he started calling the things that are not as though they were. Romans chapter 4. 
What is it that you desire? What is it that you want in your life? Turn to the person next to you and ask them, what have you been confessing? The words that you speak creates either a curse or a blessing. The words that you speak will either build up or break down. So many times through what you say and what you declare, you create your own problems. If you have to be honest, most of the problems that you are facing today, they are tongue problems. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here. Things you wish you had never said. The Bible says that we should guard our mouths, be careful what we say. The one who controls his tongue, the Bible says he's perfect, he is mature. This tongue is a wonderful thing because it cannot keep quiet. This tongue will always reveal what's going on in your heart. This tongue will reveal what you believe. I think it's A.W. Tozer that said, if you know what the leadership of a church believes about God, you'll be able to predict the future of that church with all certainty. If they believe that with God all things are possible, you know all things that will be, will be possible in that church. Your mouth, your tongue will reveal what you believe in your heart. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs 18. Verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The words we speak determine the life that we live. The words we speak determine the life that we live. Confess over your children that they are the best. It doesn't mean they're not going to make mistakes. But show them that you believe in them. That even if they make a mistake, God can still take them from where they are to where He wants them to be. Gentlemen, tell your wife every day she looks beautiful. Don't just confess it, believe it. If you confess it and you believe it, I mean if your confession has your heart's full agreement, it will be pleasing to everybody. You'll see your wife will become more beautiful and beautiful and beautiful as she matures with you. You missed a good place to say amen. Thank you, oh, Pastor, you don't know what I've been confessing over my wife. <laughs> change your confession. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, change your confession. Tell them again, say, change your confession. The question we have to ask ourselves, how many of us, what we are confessing, we are truly believing? This is the problem that we have today. We say one thing with our mouths, but we believe something else in our hearts. So we keep on confessing and saying things, but we don't really believe it with our hearts. And God looks at our hearts. As a Christian, many are confessing, I am saved. 
They confess salvation with their mouths. But are you believing with your heart unto righteousness? So righteousness is not for those who confess it, but those who believe it. He who knew no sin became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Do you truly believe that? If you believe that, everything about you will change. This word is spirit and life. What you say about Jesus must be spirit and life. If what you are declaring is not spirit and life, it can be very dangerous. This is why many people face challenges. Because what they are confessing with their mouths, they're not believing with their hearts. Ask the seven sons of Sceva. They tried to use the name of Jesus, but not believing in the name of Jesus. And it attracted problems for them. Whereas Peter, or Paul, when he mentioned the name of Jesus, Acts chapter 19, he believed there's power in the name of Jesus. What you confess, you must believe with all your heart. Too many people today are confessing things, saying things, but they're not believing it with their hearts. Even when you greet somebody, you say, hello, how are you? In your heart, you really don't want to know how they are. Am I talking to the right people here? You say things and you declare things. This is spirit and life. The kind of faith that you need comes from this word. God has deposited an incorruptible seed on the inside of you. Small mustard seed of faith that you can be saved by grace through faith when you believe that Jesus died for you and that Jesus is alive. That faith can be increased by the Word of God. Authentic, real Bible faith comes from the Word of God. Can you see the need to read your Bible so that your faith can increase? I very seldom found that faith is the problem. Because faith, like a mustard seed, can move mountains. But the problem is, do you believe? Your capacity to believe. Jesus said, if you believe, all things are possible. Turn to the person next to you and say, you have to believe. Family, this word is able when you confess it and you declare it. It's, it's capable to become a spiritual force that impacts your life. When you confess the word and you believe it, this word becomes sanctification power, becomes healing power, becomes deliverance power, and it changes your life completely. Then you can start to walk in the light of your testimony. 
Ask yourself what you are confessing, what you are declaring. Do you believe it with all your heart? Ask yourself the life that you are living right now. Is it the life that you are confessing? If you are miserable, nothing is working out, go check your confession. Everybody gets tired. I'm not saying be unrealistic, but watch your confession. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, be very careful what you confess. Family, the biggest challenge is to get this thing, your mouth and your heart, in one accord. What you say and what you believe to get it in one accord. When your confession has your heart's full agreement, you'll see things will change. Goliath was a giant that shouted at David, I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to feed your flesh to the birds of the air. But he made that confession from the realm of defeat and failure. David confessed exactly the same. He was smaller, not a warrior, didn't have a sword, not a shield, not been in many battles. But he knew who he was. He knew the covenant that he had with God. And he said, no, Goliath, I'm the one who's going to kill you. You've not come against me. You've come against my God. He was confessing from the realm of victory in Christ Jesus. What he said with his mouth, he believed in his heart. He said to the king, I want to tell you something. My God has helped me to kill a lion. My God has helped me to kill a bear. The same anointing, the same presence of God that was my shield, that was my protection, that was my exceedingly great reward when I killed the lion, when I killed the bear, the same God is going to go with me when I face this giant. I'm not going to change my confession because he's bigger, because he's got a sword, because he's got a shield. Don't let your situation and circumstances cause you to change your confession, what you believe about God. Many of you have snared yourself with your words. Young people, listen to me. Single people, listen to me. Many of you have snared yourself with your own words, what you've said. I will never let anybody speak to me like this. If a man or a woman speaks once to me like this, I'll chase him away. It's very quiet now. Turn to the person next to you and say, everybody makes mistakes. Give people a second chance because you know you need one. So many of you have snared yourself with your own mouths with what you've said. I will never. And you've snared yourself. And your own confession is the thing limiting you. You're going to have to ask God to forgive you. And you're going to have to forgive those that have wronged you. Amen? Proverbs 6 verse 2. Just put it on the overhead. Well, let me go there. Proverbs 6.
You are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. Be careful what you say. Be careful what you confess. Turn to John chapter 6, verse 63. It is the Spirit who gives life, and the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. Family, the Word of God is the thing that brings life in your life. If you're facing a difficult situation, don't go pray what you feel. If you pray what you feel, when people have made you angry, have hurt you, have disappointed you, have stolen from you, if you pray what you feel, your tendency might be to curse them. Take the Word of God and start declaring the Word of God over your situation. When there's darkness, say, the Lord is the light of my salvation. You missed a good place to say amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, the Lord is your light. Family, in your situation that you are facing right now, it's not saying God is busy becoming your light. It says He is your light. Job prayed, Job 22, Lord, may you cause the light of your favor to shine upon my ways. When darkness is pressing against you, don't confess what you see with your natural eyes. Start confessing the Word of God. Amen? This Word will bring life into your life. The life that you are living right now, you can change it. If you're not happy with it, change it by starting to declaring the Word of God over your situation, what you are facing I want to say this, sometimes some of the confessions that ladies are making over husbands, I want him to be like this and this and this and this. It's wonderful to have those high standards, but I think even if the person came out of heaven, it would not qualify. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? He must smile perfect. He must look perfect. He must move. He must almost not walk. He must glide. You know. <laughs> never say a wrong thing. Never do a wrong thing. If you want that high standard, accept in your heart you're going to be married to Jesus for a very long time. Because He's the only one that's perfect. Amen. Everybody makes mistakes. One thing that you have to know, whatever you have said, you're going to give account for. Whatever you have said, you're going to have to give account for. A matter of fact, the Bible teaches us that we are justified or we are condemned by the words that we speak. You have to make sure, even as a Christian, that what you are preaching when you're in the marketplace, as a pastor, when you are preaching, it should line up with the Word of God. When I'm preaching, it should be spirit, it should be truth. Because if it's not, I'm busy with nothing. And I'll give account one day. 
for the words that I say. Amen? Family, listen to me. Do you believe there's a Jesus? Then you have to believe there's a devil as well. Both of them are listening to what you are saying. If what you are saying, you're not believing with your heart, it attracts difficulties into your life. It attracts problems into your life. There's no such thing as sarcasm or jokes in the spirit. Listen to me. That's why you have to be very careful what you say. The seven sons of Sceva, they just said, oh, let's try and cast out the demon quickly. We've seen Paul do it. Let's also try it. What happened? They suffered great affliction, pain. Because what they were saying, they were not believing it with their hearts. What they were doing, they did not do in spirit and in truth. When you're busy with God's word, make sure it's in spirit and in truth. That's why even when you worship, what does the Bible say? Jesus, when he returns, he's not coming to see who's worshiping him in the household of Christ, who's worshiping as a pastor, who's worshiping as a deacon, as an evangelist, as a bishop. No. When he comes back, he's looking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. So all our actions, our dealings should be in spirit and in truth, aligning our lives with the word of God. We cannot play church. Amen? Matthew 26. Just go back a few chapters. Verse 36, are you there? Oh, Matthew 12, not 24. Sorry, apologies. Matthew 12. Can we go to verse 35? A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that every idle word men may speak, they will give account of in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. That's how serious it is. When you talk about Jesus, when you talk about the Bible, make sure it's in humility and sincerity of heart. Make sure it's spirit and it's life because we'll give account for every word that we say, that we speak, that we declare. Many times people have caused division by the words that they've said. The Bible says, by means of a whisperer, the best of friends are separated. If you want unity in your life, if you want stability in your life, don't become a gossiper. If you want stability in your life, can you afford to be a gossiper? Family, if you're a gossiper, you're either planting those kinds of seeds and you'll have that harvest. In other words, you are breaking up relationships. Or if you continue in that, the person that you will attract to you will be gossipers. 
the Bible says the same. The Passion Translation and the message says, be careful of hotheads, not to hang out with hotheads. You know, people with a temper, with an anger. Because when you hang out with them, you will become like them. What am I saying? I'm saying be very careful of the kinds of seeds that you are planting by the words that you are saying, the words that you are declaring. When you are declaring words of righteousness, believing it from a heart of righteousness, it's then when you see power. You cannot gossip in righteousness. You cannot slander in righteousness. You cannot break down in righteousness. Turn to the person next to you and say, be very careful what you confess. Turn to Proverbs 16 quickly. I want to read this to you. Am I helping some of you here this morning? In my life, I have found most of the problems that people face they are tongue problems. The book of James warns us and says you've got two ears and one mouth. The calculations are very simple. Two ears listen twice as much as what you talk. Proverbs 16. Are you there? 16 verse 27. I'm reading from the New King James. An ungodly man digs up evil, and it is on his lips like a burning fire. A perverse man sows strife, and a whisperer separates the best of friends. That thing that you whisper in somebody's ears can separate the best of friends. When you are causing division, you are not walking in the spirit of Christ, which is of one mind, one heart, one spirit, but you want to bring division. Turn to the person next to you and say, be very careful of whisperers. Tell them again, say, be very careful of whisperers. A wicked scoundrel wants to dig up dirt on others only to spread slander and shred their reputation. Twisted persons spread rumors. It's wrong to spread a rumor, even if it's the truth. Don't spread the rumor. You missed a good place to say amen. You know, let me confess my own weakness of years ago. I thought it was a good thing to discuss every man of God. To say this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. But did you call that man of God? No, you didn't call him. Let God deal with him. Amen? Let God deal with him. Because by the time you talk about those things that that man of God has done, he might have gone to God and asked for forgiveness. And that sin might be forgiven, taken away. We are not the accuser of the brethren. Amen? Go back quickly to the Passion Translation. A twisted person spreads rumors and a whispering gossip ruins good friendships. Family, today it's difficult enough to make good friendships. If the enemy can get you through a whisper or a gossip to move from one church to another church every two years, 
you'll never ever build strong, healthy relationships. Just to get to know somebody today takes about two years. So if the enemy can move you through a gossip, through a whisper, through offense every two years, where will you ever build strong relationships? Turn to the person next to you and say, be very careful what you say. So you've been confessing many things. The truth is the life that you, or the words that you have been confessing does not translate directly into the life that you are living. What do I mean by that? Not one of you have been praying and asking for hardship. Anybody? No. Anybody been asking for sickness? Anybody been praying and asking for disappointment? But yet, here you are with disappointment, with hardship, maybe sickness in your body. Just because you have faith in your heart and you believe doesn't mean everything is going to be fine. That's why you need the faith and you need to believe and you need to confess the right things so you can get out of it. So many people have not been asking it. They've not been saying it with their mouths, but they've got it. Others, again, they've been believing for healing. They've been believing for breakthrough. Their believing is in healing, in deliverance. But nothing has changed. Why? Because your faith should not be in the blessing or the deliverance or the breakthrough, but it should be in God, the giver of the blessing and of the breakthrough. Many think if I can just get healing, it will be the end. If I can just get the breakthrough, it will be the end. If I can just get a husband or a wife, it will be the end. If I can just get a child, have a child, it will be the end. It's not the end. It's the means to an end. The end is a lasting relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because then you'll be able to maintain what you've received. But if you just want the blessing... If you just want the blessing, now you have the blessing. How will you maintain the blessing? So the words you speak determine the life that you live. Turn to the person next to you and say, be very careful what you say. Say, be very careful on what you believe. So family, your concentration should not be on the blessing. Your concentration should be on God the giver of the blessing. When you are confessing, even when you are praying, and you feel your faith is low, and you say, how can I now pray to receive this? Don't focus upon the blessing. Focus upon the one who died upon the cross for what you are trusting God for. Everything people are looking for, whether it's healing whether it's breakthrough, whether it's deliverance, whether it's salvation. Jesus died on the cross for that. So what are they really looking for? They're looking for their Savior. They're looking for their Deliverer. If you believe that about God, then confess it with boldness. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were convinced in their hearts that God was a deliverer. They were so convinced that they told the king, whether our God delivers us or not, we're not changing our confession. He is our deliverer. He says, whether our God delivers us or not, 
I'm not changing what I believe. What I believe in my heart is what I'm going to confess and what I'm going to say. Whatever situation you are facing, this that you are seeking, your situation and circumstances, never let it pull you in another direction. The lion's den didn't change Daniel's confession, didn't change his prayers. He still went on his knees three times that day and say, thank you, Jesus. I'm closing with the last two scriptures. Turn to the person next to you and say, I hope he believes it in his heart. <laughs> Amen. I've seen so many times with the young people when they make jokes about me when I say I'm closing now. Then I close three or four times. So I want to close, but maybe the Spirit will lead me in another direction. Amen. Then it will be Spirit and life. Amen. So 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13 says, We believed, therefore we spoke. That's why also today we believe and we speak. So before you start to declare, make sure that you believe. Do you believe that God wants to restore in your life? If you believe it, it's time to start to say it. If you believe God wants to change things in your life, Make sure what you believe about God. Allow the Word of God to discern the intent and the thoughts of your heart. It will quickly show you what's going on here. Amen? Because the Word is sharper than any two-edged sword. If you believe it's time for restoration, you have to say it. Isaiah 42 verse 22. Look at this. But this is a people robbed. Do you feel like you've been robbed? Let me see your hand. Do you feel like you've been robbed? See, this is a people robbed and a people plundered, taken from you, cheated. All of them are ensnared holes. Feels like you're in a hole. You feel like Joseph in the pit? And they're hidden in prison. It feels like there's limitations, bondages around you. They are for prey and no one delivers for plunder and no one says restore. Do you believe that God wants to bring restoration in your life? Then it's time for you to say restore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, no, no. You're going to have to open your mouth. You see, if you believe it in your heart, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will start to speak. So you need to take this word, this scripture, and go meditate upon it. Go meditate upon it. If you are facing fear, if fear has gripped your heart, go meditate upon the Word of God that says God has poured out His love in your heart that expels all shades of fear. Or Psalm 27, the Lord is the light of my salvation, I shall not fear. Say, Lord, thank you for that light that expels all shades of fear. If you're living the life that you are confessing and you are complaining about it, change your confession. But before you start confessing, make sure what you believe in your heart. Because it needs to be spirit, needs to be truth, it needs to be life. God the Father didn't speak one word until the Holy Spirit of light and life was on the scene. Family, if the devil interfered with God's creation, Genesis 1 verse 2, 
It was dark. It had no form. And the Spirit of God hovered over it all. You know what that means? In your situation that looks like it's got no form, where there's darkness, there's no shape to it, it looks like it's falling apart, God is not embarrassed of that situation. He still believes what He's going to do, He's going to do. If you know it's spirit and life, and you know the truth that God has said about you, start to declare it, start to say it. But make sure your confession has your heart's full agreement, because then it becomes a force, and God will act on your behalf and quicken you and change things. When you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and you believe that He was raised from the dead, when you confess with your mouth unto salvation, and you believe with your heart unto righteousness, the Holy Spirit comes and quickens your spirit, washes you, cleanses you, sanctifies you, justifies you, and disconnects you from sin. And He makes you holy, sanctified. Now you can enter into His presence. That's how quickly the Holy Spirit does it. When you confess it and you believe it, it is done. So the situation that you are facing right now, Start declaring the Word of God and don't change your confession. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.